This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Montana National Guard will deploy roughly 24 members to Missoula to help local health facilities deal with the surging number of COVID-19 patients. The city and its medical partners will also keep all options on the table, including the possibility of opening a field hospital if the need arises. Missoula Mayor John Engine, with support from local hospitals, has been in talks with the state for several weeks about getting the resources needed to address the rising number of patients. They hit record levels on Thursday. Quote, we are getting help from the Montana National Guard. Those resources will be deployed here over the course of this week. Engine said, we just got word this morning that the Guard would be available to us. Incident Commander Adrian Beck with the Missoula City County Health Department said the Guard will be deployed under a local management team fielded out of the Emergency Operations Center to aid the citywide response. Public health officials on Friday expressed frustration over legislation passed by the state and signed by Republican Governor Greg Gianforte restricting the tools available to help fight the pandemic. While mask mandates and limitations on crowd sizes worked last year to slow the virus spread, those tools are no longer available. As a result, the case numbers are now higher than they've ever been in Missoula, as well as in Helena. And both city hospitals are overflowing, forcing health providers to make difficult choices on care. Quote, a number of jurisdictions, including our own, are considering seeking some sort of court relief so we can have local control over these very challenging local problems. The kind of control we had prior to the last legislative session and the kind of local control many of those legislators say they want from the federal government. Until the legislature meets again or a court takes action, we are constrained by the law of the land. There are now 231 maps proposing ways to split the state into new congressional districts before the Montana Districting and Apportionment Commission, but only 20 or 30 are unique. One map, Public Map 42, discussed during a public comment period last week, highlighted the debate surrounding the redistricting process about whether one of the two districts should be competitive in giving both Republicans and Democrats a fair shot at winning the seat. Tajan Perez, Deputy Director of Montana Native Voice, a nonprofit organization that promotes civic engagement among Native Americans, spoke in favor of Public Map 42 and one competitive district. Quote, we have observed that Native Americans do not get the same type of political engagement as other communities in Montana. Politicians rarely visit Native American reservations, he said, and continued, Native communities have been ignored for too long. Having a competitive congressional district will serve to make politicians more responsive and more responsible. 
State Representative Derek Skies, the Republican from Kalispell, said he would not oppose the Blackfeet and CSKT reservations being grouped together, but spoke against Public Map 42. Another popular design was dividing the state by population into east and west. But Democratic Commissioner Kendra Miller says that idea is not realistic. Quote, there's so much more population in western Montana, you can't have an exclusively eastern Montana district. Because the maps were just made available to the public last Thursday, discussion of them at Friday's meeting was brief. There will be more debate on October 19th, a dedicated public hearing on the maps. Much of the debate surrounding how the congressional districts should be drawn has revolved around that idea of competitiveness, whether one or both of the districts should be drawn in a way that makes it winnable for Democrats and Republicans. It's an idea Democrats on the Montana Districting and Apportionment Commission have embraced over the general objections of the commission's Republicans. The U.S. Supreme Court has said that states have to draw congressional districts with populations as close to perfectly equal as possible, saying that legislative maps with a total average variance of less than 10% are presumably constitutional. The commission ultimately agreed on criterion that the legislative districts should remain within plus or minus 1% of each other. Quote, we are trying to achieve one person, one vote. That's Joe Lamson, one of the two Democratic members of the commission. Our responsibility is to the person, not to the geography or the cows or the trees. The commission has also finalized letters sent to Governor Greg Gianforti and Montana's congressional delegation, urging them to endorse a new process for incarcerated individuals. And their addresses before incarceration would be counted on Census Day. As it stands right now, the U.S. Census Bureau counts incarcerated people as residents of the correctional facility in which they reside on Census Day. Interior Secretary Deb Haaland is moving the national headquarters of the Bureau of Land Management back to Washington, D.C. after two years in Colorado, reversing a decision by former President Donald Trump's administration to cut back on staff. The Land Management Bureau lost nearly 300 employees to retirement or resignation after its headquarters was moved to Grand Junction, Colorado in 2019. Grand Junction will be rechristened the agency's, quote, Western Headquarters. Hanlon said in a news relief it would have an important role to play in the Bureau's clean energy, outdoor recreation, conservation, and scientific methods. Trump's first interior secretary, Ryan Zinke, initiated the headquarters move and called it a needed reorganization that put top agency officials closer to the public lands it oversees. The move was completed under David Bernhardt, who succeeded Zinke in 2019. Critics said the Trump administration intended to gut the agency and pointed to the number of people who refused to transfer to Colorado 
as evidence of the administration's desire to get rid of career employees. Halen said in her statement that the past several years, quote, have been incredibly disruptive to the organization, to our public servants, and to their families. A similar mass exodus occurred after two agriculture department research agencies were moved from Washington to Kansas City, Missouri, under Trump. There are still 235 jobs empty at the USDA because of that move. Halen added, there's no doubt that the BLM should have a leadership presence in Washington, D.C., like all the other land management agencies. Secretary of the Interior Deb Haaland has signed the Confederated Salish and Kootenai Montana Water Compact, formally executing the Montana Water Rights Protection Act enacted by Congress on December 21st in 2020 and approved by the state legislature before that. Quote, together these actions paved the way to improving the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes' access to water within the Flathead Reservation and restoring and protecting vital tribal resources. That's according to a release from Secretary of the Interior Halen. The Water Rights Protection Act and Compact authorized $1.9 billion of funding for a variety of purposes, including improving the water efficiency of the Flathead Indian Irrigation Project, restoring and protecting tribal resources, and constructing and maintaining community water distribution and wastewater facilities. The Flathead Irrigation Project, originally constructed about 100 years ago, and an important economic driver for the reservation and the state, has been long overdue for rehabilitation, according to the release. Water is a sacred resource, and water rights are crucial to ensuring the health, safety, and empowerment of tribal communities. That's according to Secretary Haaland. The department is committed to upholding our trust responsibilities and delivering long-promised water resources to tribes, end quote. The signing and execution of the settlement which have been in litigation for decades, will, according to the release, provide an opportunity for a new era of improved relationships among the tribes, the state, and in the irrigator communities in the area. Quote, Today is a historic day for Montana taxpayers, ranchers, farmers, and Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes. That's according to U.S. Senator John Tester in a statement. Quote, water is life, and the compact honors our trust responsibilities, creates jobs, and prevents decades of costly litigation. Glacier National Park saw a 12% decrease in vehicles on going to the Sun Road from Memorial Day weekend through the end of August, compared with 2019, according to a news release from the park. Generally, Glacier Park reported 2,300,000 visitors through August, a busy year, but still down 3.8% from 2019. The park said the drop in traffic on going to the Sun Road 
reflected its goal of shaving off spikes in traffic volume. While going to the Sun Road vehicle entry decreased this year, alternate entrances to the park saw increased visitation. Park officials will use the information gathered during the 2021 pilot program to determine how to move forward in 2022. The park is holding discussions with stakeholders and hopes to announce a decision by late fall. Now that the pilot program has ended, congestion on going to the Sun Road is being managed through temporary closures of the west entrance if necessary. Red flag wind conditions have been posted as the Haystack Fire east of I-15 between Butte and Basin is now between 5,000 and 6,000 acres. A pre-evacuation notice issued by the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office remains in place for the area around the mouth of the Little Boulder River, south of Boulder River, west of Highway 69, and north of Boulder Hot Springs. Residents in those areas should be prepared to evacuate at any time. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio Network or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces and now 23 countries on six continents. We also will post stories on Facebook on the J. Scott and Treasure State Radio Network pages later today. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.